0: The Grudge is a terrible suit to wear. It is like the symbiote Venom from the Marvel Universe. It coats your soul, warps your thinking, and can destroy friendships and relationships. Many of you listening have renounced God in your life because you see the evil that wins, but you are constantly losing. How can the rich get richer, destroy the middle and lower class, and be blessed with more wealth? Well, I can't really answer this. What I can say is, an entire book in the Bible, Job, is dedicated to help in understanding your grudge against God. I will not go into detail, for it's very long, but highlight several points that probably you asked or questioned God on, and yet did not get the answers you needed. Hence your back is turned on faith, religion, and God. Hey, I understand. I did this as well in my younger years, hey, I even questioned God, nearly lost my faith even as a pastor, when my friend John died of brain cancer several years ago. So what makes Job the example to all the answers in why you should forgive God and return to his teachings? Well, because God and Satan had a bet. Oh, and one thing I do wish to clarify right now, Satan at this time is an angel, and not the evil bastard we equate him to be later on. So, here's the setup for Job's first test, from Job chapter 1, verse 8 through 12. God said to Satan, Have you noticed my friend Job? There's no one quite like him, honest and true to his word, totally devoted to God, and hating evil. Satan retorted, So, Do you think Job does all that out of the sheer goodness of his heart? Why, no one ever had it so good. You pamper him like a pet. Make sure things bad never happen to him, or his family, or his possessions. Bless everything he does. He can't lose. But what if... But what do you think would happen if you rushed... Reached down... And took everything that is his... He'd curse you right to your face, that's what. God replied, we'll see. Go ahead, do what you want with all that is his. Just don't hurt him. Then Satan left the presence of God. Guess what? Job didn't speak against God, saying God takes and God gives. So the next test is set up in chapter 2, verse 3 through 8. Then God said to Satan, have you noticed my friend Job? "'There's no one quite like him, is there? "'Honest and true to his word, totally devoted to God and hating evil. "'He still has a firm grip on his integrity. "'You tried to trick me into destroying him, but it didn't work.' "'Satan answered, "'A human would do anything to save his life. "'But what do you think would happen if he reached down and took away his health? "'He'd curse you to your face, that's what.' "'God said, "'All right, go ahead.' You can do what you like with him, but mind you, don't kill him. Satan left God and struck Job with terrible sores. Job had ulcers and scabs from head to toe. They itched and oozed so badly that he took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself and then went and sat on a trash heap among the ashes. Okay, so two tests. Man, that sounds like a cricket match. But anyway, two different points of focus, wealth and health. And again, in the second test, the one about health, Job simply replies, We take the good days from God, why not also the bad days? Sounds like a person who is unwavering in their faith, right? Well, hold on just one moment as we bring in three of Job's quote-unquote friends, and I do say friends in quotation marks. Once they arrive and sit with Job for seven days, Job himself starts rejecting God. In his debates with his friends, Job's responses are... Well, human. <laughs> you know, Job gives the following statements, and yes, this will be a Bible heavy session, but it is important to see the similarities between you and Job. Do any of these phrases sound familiar to you? I hate my life. Since either way it ends up the same, I can only conclude that God destroys the good right along with the bad. First, lay off the afflictions. The terror is too much for me. Second, address me directly so I can answer you, or let me speak and then you answer me. What about, Got through a barricade across my path. I'm stymied. He re- turned out all the lights, and I'm stuck in the dark. Here's one that has an interesting and familiar twist to it. Why do the wicked have it so good, live to a ripe old age, and get rich? And, you know, your thoughts and mine are, People are dying right and left, groaning in torment. The wretched cry out for help. And God does nothing. Acts like nothing's wrong. And finally, the age-old question, What did I do to deserve this? Okay, so maybe not word for word, but I but I am probably yourself had said similar, uh, some similar things when you ask God for assistance and it never happened. As you're constantly told that God has a plan, you do not see it. You see only the pain, suffering, and hurt towards yourself and others. No answers, and no solution. Well, in the end, Job receives his answer from God in the form of a storm. Um, well, more like the eye of a hurricane than a mere storm, and God demands answers to Job's grudge. God lays everything out for Job, and in the end, Job answered God, I'm convinced you can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plans. You asked, who is this muddying the water, ignorantly confusing the issue, second-guessing my purposes. I admit I was the one. I babbled on about things far beyond me, made small talk about wonders way over my head, you know? You told me, listen, and and let me do the talking. Let me ask the questions. You give the answers. I admit I once lived by rumors of you. Now I have it all firsthand, from my own eyes and ears. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'll never do that again, I promise. I will never again live on crusts of heresy and crumbs of rumor. With that understanding and forgiving God, Job's wealth and health was restored massively. Today, God is more subtle more exacting in purpose. There is rarely a majestic wonder or miracle like many pastors will tell you. What Job teaches us, besides being faithful to God, is to forgive God and release that grudge against God. As we have said many times here at the Guild, your continual faithfulness is what brings God to do great things for you. You just have to wait. Go through many trials, both big and small. But always be faithful. I myself, as a pastor, am always tested. I will never know the path until I move forward. I had a grudge against God in the past. My life then spiraled out of control with a cheating wife and a dishonest girlfriend. Even so far as identity theft. I survived. So will you. I have my full faith in God, and that... Even with the recent medical issues surrounding my oldest son, I am still faithful. I know God did not do these evil things, but he is watching my reaction and testing my faith. He is doing the same to you. So, should you start forgiving God? Try it. Until next time.